Well, we're going to talk to Catherine Robertson in the first half of the show. Catherine, welcome. Yay. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you for coming in. Good. Uh, Catherine is a local author and member of the New Zealand Authors Society. Yeah, Society of Authors. And Society of Authors. We're going to swap those back and forth. Writers. And the Romance Writers of New Zealand, yeah. So we're just Romance gonna... Writers? Did I someone know. say Indeed. romance? Yep. But everybody's ears prick up. Right, <laughs> right, right. So we're going to... It's we're like gonna chocolate, really, isn't it? Free associate about <laughs> what, it, what she does and what the what the organizations do and maybe branch more into, you know, philosophical nonsense about what it means to be a writer and genre forms and all that stuff. So all the, all the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I can't hit you up with anybody. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I can write about that. Right, right, right. So do you want to start us off by giving us a, a sense of what the organizations are? Sure. Well, I am the chair of the Wellington branch of Society of Authors. And Society of Authors, I was actually trying to, I should have Googled when it formed, but it's been going for quite some time. And it actually started as uh, Penn International, and it's still part of Penn. And Penn was set up really to sort of fight for the rights of um, writers all over the world. And we still, on November 15th, there's a worldwide uh, day called Courage Day, and organisations like ours um, acknowledge writers around the world who've been punished or imprisoned, etc., for their work. So quite often that's journalists, mm. but it can be, you know, it can be fiction writers as well. Um, so uh, that's Courage Day, and then Society of Authors also works uh, as a lobby group for authors, and so fights for things like, you know, fair reward and copyright and and sort of other things that are important to, I mean, writers don't often earn a lot of money anyway, especially not in mm. New Zealand with such a small market, so, mm. so every little bit counts. Mm. Um, they were particularly uh, instrumental in getting the public lending right fund established, which, so all New Zealand authors who have a certain number of copies of books in libraries around the country are entitled to get royalties every year on that fund, depending on how book, many books you've got, how many authors are part of the scheme and what the fund's doing. So that's really quite good because you actually get paid in December. And so that's more like Christmas present. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. It's fantastic. I get yep. it just so they just go, yes, thank you, Christmas is paid for. Sometimes. I don't guarantee, you know, they don't count on it every year. But so NZSA has representatives on um, boards like Copyright Licensing New Zealand and the We Create Copyright Council, which is a kind of a uh, cross-sector organisation, cross-creative sector. There's also a rep, which is actually me, on the Book Awards Trust, um, who uh, that's the organisation that administers the New Zealand Book Awards, which have just been held in Auckland on Tuesday last Great. week. And Catherine Chidji won the Great Big Huge Acorn Fiction Prize of right. $50,000, which Ooh. is... Yeah. Her face was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Michelle Lacourt, who was doing the um, the emceeing for the event, she says she wants to see the faces of the authors that get $50,000. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Catherine made a good face. Great. It was a good face. Yeah. Yes. I, I think I could make a good face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she was quite moved. She was quite taken aback because it was a good, you know, it was a yeah. good short list of, of four that she was right. up wow. against. And I wasn't going to pick it in terms of who was going to win. Mm. Yeah. There's that duality between, oh, this is a tremendous honour and also, 
ah, I can afford to just sit and write and do nothing else for a long time now. Well, that's yeah. the thing, and it's the first time, and this is the second year that the book awards have been in their current form, which is the Ockham New Zealand Book Awards, and the sponsors that they've got have enabled the prize money to actually be quite huge, mm. and that's that's a change. Yeah. So in the, you know, the other categories, the, the winners still get $10,000, which is not insignificant, no. so everybody's super happy when they get that certificate that also has a check in it. Right. It's great. Um, so, yeah, and the Book Awards Trust also does the Children and Young Adults Book Awards and National Poetry Day on mm-hmm. 25th of August. Great. Which is yeah, so August is busy because that's the Children's Awards as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy to say really is set up now for writers to, you know, to do that lobbying. Um, so there's a full-time, or actually the part-time uh, CEO and a sort of a head office. And mm-hmm. then there's a, like, we call it a regional council. So the country's divided up into about five regions and... Uh, those regional delegates sort of are part of the council, so they're the ones that make the decisions. But there are branches all over the country, and each of those branches kind of has an autonomy to do what they want. And so we meet in Wellington every two months, and we meet at the Thistle Inn in Thorndon, who are extremely generous to us because they do give us the rooms for free and set things up, so we're immensely grateful. Um, so we encourage everybody to come in and mm. drink and eat there as well yeah. when you come in for the, you know, which is not exactly a hardship. And so we try and we have to do the sort of branch business, which we usually try and get over and done with fairly quickly. And we usually try and have uh, speakers, guest speakers or panel discussions about topics that are of interest to members. And, and we generally get quite a good turnout. I think we got one we... Um, I can't remember who it was. I think we got Guy Somerset just after he'd left the listener, who was the books and culture editor there, and he came to talk about reviewing. And I think we got 50 people, and we we're only supposed to have 30 mm-hmm. in the space, so we got told off by the thistle for breaching mm. uh. safety records. But this year we had, uh, so we kicked off in February, and we had Sarah Lang, who wrote the graphic memoir Mansfield and Me, mm. and she was longlisted for the... Um, Ockham New Zealand Book Awards, and we had another Wellington writer who's a non-fiction writer called Redma Iska, also a journalist, and he's written a book about Catherine Mansfield's Wellington, sort of the how right. living here and what was what was happening at the time and how that might have affected how her family, you know, the shift to Karori and things like that. So it's really fascinating, and that launches in July. So they talked about that, and then. Um, in April, we had a panel discussion because everybody like there's sort of like that's our AGM, so we like to have a state of the industry. Uh, discussion about because everybody gets a bit doomy and gloomy about things, and uh, so we had Mark Cuby, who's the new director of Wellington mm, Writers Week, mm. and Tilly Lloyd, you know, from you know, mm. everybody knows from you, she yes, books. she's Absolutely. amazing. She Actually, is. we haven't had Tilly on the show yet, she's oh, a, a mighty Wellingtonian, too, and she's, to talk she's to. fantastic yeah. when she's so such an insider because mm. I mean, you get to see from the booksellers, you get to see it from the point of view of authors, publishers and readers of course, so mm. you're right there in the thick of things. Mm. And then we were going to have Mary McCallum who is a, another award winning author but she set up an independent publishing company called Macaro Press but unfortunately her dog died. Oh, oh, you know, tragedy for the evening. So we had uh, Elizabeth Heritage who was on our committee and she does publicity and teaching uh, and so she knows a lot about the kind of independent publishing scene so we had her and so out of five, we asked them how optimistic they were, and they gave it a steady 3.5, which is not right up there, but it's not too bad. Mm. And, I mean, at the Occam's, I was at the Occam's and the Book Awards, and I think Victoria University Press, so yay Welly, yep. won three out of the four awards. Wow. Yeah, Great. I know. So including the big one, because Catherine Chidgey's published by them. 
And so, you know, Ashley Rock Young, who won that amazing uh, Wyndham Campbell Prize from the States, from mm. Yale. So she's added 10,000 to her, whatever, 250,000 prize. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. She's done quite well this year. <laughs> she can have new bike pants. Yeah, yeah um, right. So her book won the um, general nonfiction. And uh, so, yeah, and the poetry was won by a um, guy, uh, guy who's based in Paris, but uh, in New Zealand called Andrew Johnson. But mm. Hera Lindsay Bird also won the best first book for that as well. So. Good. I know. She's I pretty know. hot right now. Yeah, it's she? fantastic. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's I fantastic think. though the way she's elevated, you know, as a writer and a and a poet out the way she has and into an audience. Yeah, in performance, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. and she's and she's young as well, and mm. she's got that sort of young voice. And we do need these young writers mm. getting that profile because it encourages young, other young writers. And I think sometimes people can feel that. You know, even the the New Zealand writing scene is a bit staffed, you know, by older women and men, and that it's hard to kind of you know get up into mm. that sort of upper upper echelons. Um, but plenty of people are doing great things around yeah. here. They That's you know hard. poetry readings and I mean things like Litcrawl. Which I love, yes. you know. So Claire and Andy, who do Lit Crawl, I mean, that's just one of the great, you know, experiences in Wellington. Mm. And, and so, yeah, we sort of, you know, in, in NZSA, we do our best to try and promote these things to members as mm-hmm. well, and we support members' book launches and and all those sort of things. So, yeah. and then if you're an aspiring writer, um, they've got quite a lot of services. So you can go for one of the big things is the mentorships, mm-hmm. and they're available in a bunch of categories, including graphic novels. Hmm. And you apply, and the people who are successful get to work with a mentor one-on-one for a whole year Great. on a work that you're it producing. Can be invaluable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, my son got one last year. Oh, for wonderful. His graphic novel, and he just had the best time. He was working with Robin Keneally, who's just a genius yeah. in Wellington. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, he thoroughly enjoyed that. And they do manuscript assessment, and there are a whole bunch of, like, residencies and fellowships and things that you can apply for if you're a member and they give you a bit of money and a place to write and so you know and then there's all other things like there are legal contract services if you are you know because not everybody has especially not in New Zealand not everybody has a literary agent so and they're they are the people who will read contracts for you so if you don't yeah it's really wise to get somebody to look over the contracts Mm. that you've got and uh, NZSA can help you with that and, I mean, we've got, you know, I mean, in our Wellington branch, we've got people who are, you know, from young starting out people right through to, you know, Dame Fiona Kidman, who's, you know, quite active in our branch. Well-established, yeah. Yeah, well-established, yeah. and, and that's what's really nice, actually, is sort of, and, you know, non-fiction writers, children and young adult writers, poets, science fiction writers, you know, yep. all these sort of... All cards. A whole, everybody comes mm-hmm. along, and uh, so... Yeah, I think it's really great, actually. It's good fun. Yeah. And that community can be so important, too. I mean, from so many different standpoints, there's the, the up-and-comers that need to see that this is actually a wide field. It's not just the well-established or the wunderkind that are actually making it. And also, you know, you, you have a field full of artists, and, you know, they, they don't necessarily know what's what in terms of the business dealings or the, uh, the, the how-to of getting a book from, you know, mind to print. And so it's, it's really important to have that organization and and learn from people, and and quite often what you learn is what not to do. Right, you know? exactly. People share their experiences yeah. and their horror stories, and that's and the function of having a whole bunch of people in a room together. It's just oh, you know, this one time, let me tell you this horror yeah, story. Yeah. Oh, okay, I won't do that then. Yeah, yeah. never pay an agent oh, God, until you've yes. earned royalties. Yep. Never pay a publisher to publish your yep. book unless it is you are paying them to print it. Right. 
So, you know, mm. things like that. Don't yeah. sign any contract because you don't know what kind of rights you're giving away right. until you've had it assessed. You know, simple mm-hmm. things like that. But it's true. A lot of writers... I mean, when I started out, I mean, I thought I'd done some research, but until you actually start the process, you have no clue yeah. really what it's oh, like. Yeah. And, I mean, even just things through how do you work with an editor and the publishing company yeah. and how, what is that process like, et cetera. So, yeah. you know, it's quite fascinating. Yeah. And then do you want to know about romance writers? God, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you tell? <laughs> I know. Well, it's so funny. I, I actually went and spoke to NZSA before I became, went, went on the, um, the sort of the committee there, and I brought my friend who's a successful romance writer, and I kind of just sort of introduced her, and she was pretty much mobbed at the end of it mm-hmm. by all these people wanting to know about what she did. Yeah. And so Romance Writers is an entirely volunteer-run organisation. We have uh, just under 300 members at the moment, but pretty much all of them are practising romance writers and, you know, some of them are unpublished, but, of course, self-publishing has opened up the world to our our authors in New Zealand. Mm. And, I mean, in Wellington alone, we've got two authors who just cracked the big time. Uh, one's called Liana Morgan, the other's Tracy Alvarez, um, and Tracy hit USA Today bestseller list. I think Liana has as well, I'm pretty sure. And so, you know, they are making a good living out of that. And then in, the, in Auckland, we've got numerous, you know, successful... It, because romance is not just what people think of as traditionally as the Harlequin, Mills and Boone, right. the small ones. And mm. we have some very successful Mills and Boone authors. They're still kind of called Mills and Boone, even though that's technically not the right name for them. <laughs> um, Harlequin. Harlequin is the world's biggest publisher of romance. Right. And there's a statistic that says that a Harlequin book, book is sold worldwide every three seconds. Wow. By that, yeah. yeah. I mean, these are, again, the books that you find in ev- pretty much every shop that sells yeah. anything is going to sell a romance novel as well. And they have well. e-books as well. Yep. They, I mean, they're very big in that yeah. space. And oh, so, but I is, would never have been able yeah. to pick, pick that stat It's, a, it's a major component yeah. of e-books. Uh, I mean, e- um, of, the, of the Kindle marketplace, for example, I know that there's some you know, significant percentage that is just romance novels. Yes. Um, romance writers. against everything I mean, else. more stats. You know, romance writers out earn on average every other kind of writer by about 170%. I buy it, yeah. yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean that every romance writer is going to be earning big bucks and you're going to be successful, and that's really what Romance Writers of New Zealand is all about yeah. because there are lots of traps for young players and there of are course. lots of illusions about launching your book onto Amazon where I think the statistics are something like, I don't know, it's like 90,000, 100,000 books every Every week, every day. It's, it's a just, bit of a dense field out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a bit. Somewhat. Yeah. So, you know, learning how to actually get Amazon, you know, the algorithms, understand mm-hmm. it, which nobody really understands. No, it's a total no, dark no. art, but to understand <laughs> how to tag your books, how to market your books, yep. and, um, you know, and to just really how to even write a good book, because definitely romance is. It's tricky to get right because it is so incredibly competitive yeah. and everybody's looking for new, fresh ways. So yep. you can't fall back on those old cliches. They've just gone dead in the yeah. water. It's personal, too. I mean, it's it's a funny thing. I was just thinking about how it's it's a genre, but also, I mean, people mob romance writers and, mm. you know, romance sells so well because to a certain extent, we view that, that genre specifically as something like a spiritual expert or something to that extent. You know, it's not science fiction or thriller or straight fiction, whatever that means, but just this... 
you know, you're, you're looking to actually be engaged on a, a very specific emotional level. And so it Absolutely. really has a separate identity in a lot of respects. It does. It's a very intimate, so, you know, yeah. it is that intimate story of two people. I say people advisedly because they're not always people. Right. They can be shape-shifting at this point. people. Yeah, yeah they yeah, can yeah. be dinosaurs. Right. So I haven't gone there, but um, apparently that's I, did, I, I did read one of those. It was, did you? Not good. Not good. No. I mean, it was, it was amazing because you're reading about a romance between a T-Rex and a cavewoman. And just wrapping your head around that is, you know, it, it makes you giggle. But no, it's a very poorly written book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know the bear shifters is another thing. Right. Guys who shift into bears. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. yeah. So anyway, but bromance, as I was saying, it was like a, it is a broad church. So you've got the sort of Harlequin Milson boom, but you've also got what they call single title. So that's more like the sort of you know eighty to one hundred thousand word novels, right. standalone ones. Um, you know, and authors are publishing. With in print and uh, self-publishing entirely in e-books, or they go with publishers now, which are called e- e-book first. So you almost never get your books in print unless mm-hmm. you're doing fantastically well. Right. But there are some authors who actually will pick and choose which publishers they go with, um, and they'll do some self-publishing on their own. They'll have their print contracts going, um, and they're called hybrid authors. Right. And there are you I didn't know, even know that was a thing. It is. Yeah. yeah no. Um, yeah. Romance is um, so Bronwyn Evans, who's um, in Hawke's Bay, who's really successful. She's at USA Today bestseller. She writes contemporaries, but she also writes Regency historical romances. And she's self-published. She's got a self-publishing line going, um, and she's got a contemporary line going, and she's got a Regency print line going as well. So, mm. yeah, I don't know how she does it. I have no idea. No sleep. No, no, yeah. not a lot of sleep, actually. <laughs> no, not yeah, not a lot of time off. <laughs> no. But she lives in a beautiful place, so she can sort of have right. serenity of, you know, go. Hawke's Bay around her, which is nice. But yes, so Romance Writers, again, the big event on our calendar is the conference, which is in August this year, and it's actually being held in Rotorua. Hmm. Uh, so that's 18th to 20th of August. And the Friday, you can actually, if you you know, you know come, you can book for the Friday, which is usually just a big craft workshop this time. It's a brand building and marketing one right. um, by a woman called Kristen Lamb, who's kind of a guru in these things. And uh, we did an interview with her, and we asked a question like, "What's your secret pleasure?" And she says, "My jujitsu." Hmm. Says it's amazing to be able to legally choke people. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, hmm. so, yeah, romance writers always have a really good sense of humour. <laughs> and then Saturday and Sunday is a sort of set of just a whole bunch of workshops, and you can pick and choose from different slots. And so you can go for the whole lot, or just Friday, or just Saturday hmm. and Sunday. And that's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I'm not technically a romance writer, but I've been going to the conference since, gosh, 2008, and I always get something out of it, even right. if it's just motivation and, right. you know, and hearing stories. Like, I think the last time I went, um, they had an American writer who, about two years before that, her royalty check had been about two and a half grand, and last year it was three million I mean, that sort of story. So, yeah. Is that motivating me? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, sci-fi does really well. And the thing is, yeah. like, crime and thriller, romance is the top, but crime and thriller and sci-fi fantasy do yeah. really well And because you can get out in that e-book line and, and you're right. also your readers are voracious. That's oh, the God. thing. Oh, God, yeah. And they once, read them constantly. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and so, you know, once they latch on to an author... They will right. want to buy all your backlist. Yep. So right. you know, and the trick is just generating yeah. the backlist and being noticed in the first place. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's but, right. So there's a big yeah. sort of, you know, sort of um, recommendation if you want to go self-publishing is to actually write series, mm-hmm. and that's what Leanna does and Tracy and, uh, and they 
Right, and Chris Pearson's another um, Wellington writer who does really well with his self-publishing, and they just write series, so you're constantly following sort of sets of characters. Yeah. But what they do is they wait till they've got about five and then launch them kind of sequentially. Right. And then, you know, months on, and if you've got... Uh, then you've got the time to sort of, if that's getting traction, then you can start yeah. writing more and keeping up. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing um, how the strategies that you need to know and the work that is actually involved in building your brand and marketing and just connecting with readers. And yeah. yeah, they work hard. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing to look at. I mean, it's 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 fatiguing in some ways too. I mean, the idea of being self-published or, you know, having to manage your own self, I think that... I know a few writers, and that's the the basis for their trying to find an agent, and they're you know really wanting to just latch on. Please help me. Well, I mean so, that's what I've done. I've got an agent yeah. in London, and I mean I write commercial fiction, <clears throat> but I I didn't really. I knew the sort of I knew the sort of work that I was doing. I mm-hmm. probably did need an agent, um, and my primary publisher is Penguin Random House New Zealand, but. Yeah. The agent is still there to you know navigate the um, yeah. contracts for me, and also to sell to overseas rights. Yeah. So you know I've got books published in Italy, France, and Germany, which is great, and that just adds a little. You know, so I looked at the the bank account, this little tiny little bank account, which hopefully will get bigger, but it's tiny <laughs> at the moment. And um, and I looked at it and I went, oh, oh there's money in there, and I right. just realised I've got just, overseas royalties from something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. <laughs> what a neat thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not J.K. Rowling territory by oh, any means, no. but it's like, oh, goody. It's always a goal. That's why it's nice to have Rowling out there because you can always say, well, I've still got something to strive for. Exactly. So, yeah. I know. Yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, romance. Romance is. You have to be really passionate about it. You can't go in there with a kind of a bit of a a snooty attitude towards it, or you can't go in there thinking that it's going to be easy. I mean, any writing is not easy, but I think people start to, you know, go into, I think they can write a romance. How hard can it be to write 50,000 words? That's the trouble with, I think, the the dominant genres, to romance probably especially, but with sci-fi and thrillers, mysteries, and people just think, oh, how hard can it be to just churn this out? And then you end up with this glut of kind of half-formed ideas that yeah. have been rushed to print. And, and badly rewritten and yeah. cliches, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you joining Romance Writers as a monthly magazine, and there's been some great articles in there by a woman called Daphne. Her pen name is Daphne Clare. Yeah. But she's as Daphne, Daphne de Jong. She's also been the past president of honour of the New Zealand Society of Authors. She won the Catherine Mansfield short story competition. So she's got some, you know, serious cred as a literary writer as well. But she's one of our very first Mills and Boone authors, successful international authors, and I think one of the founders of Romance Writers of New Zealand. And she's just giving this, I just like gold for any writing on yeah. on what makes it good or the cliches mm. to avoid the sort of structure of it, just, you know, avoiding all those traps that you might otherwise. Because I was sitting there and looking at something, I went, oh, I think I've done that, you know. Right. Yeah. It's also, that stuff is fascinating for readers too, I think, sometimes. If they're, if they're voracious readers and it's just nice to sort of see how the sausage gets made or to try to identify, oh, I've, I've read books that have done that, you know. And so, I mean, even, I think even if I wasn't trying to write, it would also just be fascinate, fascinating to read about you know, the Twilight influence, why we need to let it go, you yeah, know, things like that over time. Yeah, we totally just, need to let that yeah, go. Yeah, and seeing, the, seeing the, the way that that industry functions, the way that the mind of the artist functions. Yeah, so. we did a whole series, the, the Heart to Heart, the name of the magazine, did a whole series on writing heroines. 
Mm-hmm. And so picked like so it was an erotica heroine because I mean yep. it's erotica it's erotica it's not technically romance but yeah, a lot of romance writers kind of branch out they often do it under different names <laughs> <laughs> and then they go the other way as well right. so yeah so Chris Pearson um, she I think it was actually I might I'll probably get this wrong but I think she got she was venturing into China and the Chinese market didn't want they thought her books were too raunchy. So she's actually gone out with a sweeter version of her books. She's basically kind of, you know, what do they call them? Baudelarized them. Mm. <laughs> and uh, has gone out under a different name. And so there's sweet versions of the same books. And hmm. I know. Because it's quite often, and, and there's Christian romance is yeah. huge. Right. And yep. particularly in America. And I mean, mm. America is the biggest fiction market in the world, and Germany is actually second. Hmm. So if you can crack either of those markets, you've Sweet. essentially got it made. And I don't know why Germany is so much bigger than, mm. say, something like Britain, but they yeah. are absolutely voracious. So, yeah. You need to find that out on its own. I know. Yeah. And you never know whether your sense of humour is being translated accurately. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I said, I went, I've just come back from the Auckland Writers' Festival, and there's a wonderful, actually, they were down here. I don't know whether you had them on, but it was, there's a wonderful Canadian um, performer called uh, Ivan Coyote, who's transgender and tells the most brilliant stories. But uh, one of their books, uh, she said she was, uh, was talking about sort of acknowledging other butch femme, you know, sort mm-hmm. of, and feeling like um, they said sort of part of an army and like a butch army. Right. And the Germans came back and said, we do not like to mention armies in our work. Right. Uh, could we think of something different? <laughs> could you be a collective gardening cooperative? No. <laughs> I'm stealing this. All credit to Ivan Cody. That's their story. But oh, that yeah. was just, that was, yeah, guffaws from anybody. Totally. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, culture and language uh, cooperating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She yep. settled, settled for a hockey team. <laughs> so we've got we've to cut this short. But mm. just before we go, do you, do, you, do you want to hype your own work real quick? Or do you want to oh, leave it? Oh, I've got at, a book yeah. coming out in February. Cool. Have me back and I'll Sweet. hype that one. Yeah, we'll do that. I have one out for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. The last book was called The Hiding Places. And you can get it in the library. I'm very popular in the library. That's Great. a cool feeling. You look just me, to have I know. people read it. Do you get more, how does that work for royalties? Well, I, apparently it just works on the fund and how many books you've got. Mm. So I don't think it's actually on how many times you get borrowed. Yeah, right. But right. The, woman, um, the librarians at Wellington told me that as soon as they come back in, they go out again. So oh, that's so cool, though. I'm I mean, super happy with that. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be a great feeling. Indeed. Cool. Can I just ask for the name of your book again, please? Uh, the last book was called The Hiding Places. The Hiding Places. Okay. Excellent. I might be one in the queue. Right, there we go. (laughs) Well, Catherine, thanks so much for coming in. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me.